Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness, the show where Rachel Newman and myself, Daniel Fairman, sit down with leading founders, executives, and investors committed to building a healthier future for consumers. Today's episode is brought to you in partnership with Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to see what the hype was all about. Now, I literally can't miss a day. It's the first thing I put in my body every single morning. As someone who suffers from IBS, AG1 has completely improved my gut health and allows me to have sustained energy throughout the day. And since I'm always on the go, the travel packs make it so easy to stay consistent wherever I am. Love it. I've personally been taking AG1 for a while. And as someone who lacked a multivitamin routine, AG1 has been the perfect product to mix into my morning routine. Truthfully, I was a skeptic at first as I'm with most supplements and vitamins, but I've felt noticeably better at the start of morning workouts and definitely have seen an improvement in my digestive health. I tend to mix my AG1 with two tablespoons of lemon juice and coconut water, and it's delicious. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash STW. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash STW to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Today on Subscribing to Wellness, we are joined by founder and CEO of Magic Dates, Diana Jar. Magic Dates is on a mission to make delicious snacks that are good for you with no added sugar. Diana is bringing her deep-rooted Arabic culture to every pantry and table, starting with dates. Dates are nature's candy, and as soon as you try these bites, you won't be able to stop eating them. We are so excited to have Diana on the show today. Welcome to the show. Diana, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rachel, for having me. I'm so excited. We are so pumped to be chatting with you. Um, For those that don't know who you are, can you give us a quick, warm introduction? Uh, Yeah, I'm Diana Gerard, the founder of Magic Dates. We use dates as a symbol of cultural connection and make delicious, better-for-you snacks that are plant-based without any refined ingredients. Amazing. That was, that was such a quick, succinct way of telling us what you do, but I'd love to go into a little bit more depth. So can you tell us a little bit about the product lineup of Magic Dates? Sure. So we have um, seven products, actually. Um, we launched with our three initial hero uh, products that are our date bites, and they are made of better for you, nutrient-dense ingredients. Um, so dates, of course, um, are the hero ingredient and in fruit. And then we blend them with walnuts, cacao nibs, coconut to really give that like delicious balance of flavor and and crunch and chewiness. And we had three flavors when we first launched in 2018. It was the coconut, chocolate, and lemon. And then we covered our bites in 100% dark chocolate um, and created four more flavors. And we've been on the market with that since 2020. 
They're so good. Um, I have to admit <laughs> the chocolate covered ones are my favorite. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> why dates? Um, can you tell us a little bit about why you chose dates? What's so magical about them? Oh, for sure. So, I mean, to start, you know, I grew up eating dates. They're such a staple and such a revered fruit in the Middle East. I'm Syrian Palestinian and they were just always at our table. And I feel like the date fruit, because it's a, an old world, ancient fruit, it's such a connector for so many um, cultures and people. Um, so I think even you and I, when we so, spoke about this before, you said your grandma made like a walnut date cake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I love that. I love that it's sort of this conversation piece and something that connects all of us. Um, and it's this really healthy, sweet fruit that is nature's candy. Um, and so you just realize that we don't need refined ingredients to really enjoy sweet treats. We can just have these wonderful, um, you know, candies straight from the tree and straight from the palm. Yeah. So it's super interesting. You bring up a point about, you know, nature's candy. And I think a lot of what we're seeing in trends these days is people are looking for healthier dessert alternatives. They're looking mm -hmm. for permissible indulgences, things that they don't feel guilty about eating, but still fulfill that sweet tooth craving. How are you leveraging that trend to capitalize on the market and, you know, show people that this is fulfilling that need? Yeah, so that's a good question because we actually did reposition in, in a way to get like a little bit more technical. We launched on the market um, as an energy bite and, you know, as, uh, as this uh, sort of item that you enjoy before or after a workout that gives you sustained energy. But then when I interviewed our customers and learned more about how they were actually enjoying the product, I noticed that it was either a bridge between meals for them or it was like this treat in the afternoon that they enjoyed right before like dinner, let's just say, or after like a long work week. And it was something they were just looking forward to. And so we realized there was so much more um, enjoyment and pleasure in, in these bites than just the, you know, just the functional aspect of it of being taken, you know, on the go or on hikes or whatnot. And so it really was actually our consumers informing how the product was getting used, which is really cool because that really gives it this utility beyond what we wanted it to be, but more of how the customers actually enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. When you say, when you talk about your consumers at large, who are, who are your main target consumers? Who are the people that are purchasing these magic dates and who are the people that are enjoying them and reordering? Um, so it tends to be, you know, moms with toddlers or uh, people who are in a bit of an older uh, age bracket who are just actually sick of the yo-yoing and the uh, restriction and just the stress that comes with not allowing themselves to just enjoy and let go. And that's what we heard a lot. Um, again, when I speak to customers is that I'm just like sick and tired of, of having to restrict myself from these enjoyable things in life and from pleasure. And I just want to um, enjoy foods again and, and, and indulge, but in a way that still feels good in my body, you know, and, and with magic dates, we believe it's possible to have both. To, to, to be indulgent and feel like you just treated yourself, but then step back and, and realize how good you feel in your body after having eaten magic dates. Yeah, it's so true. I, um, I'm a big runner and I have a couple of friends who like are on the treadmill or go on long runs with dates because it's literally natural sugar, natural carbohydrates to, you know, help them through a long workout or something as opposed to putting you know, energy chews in their mouth. So it, it is such a versatile fruit and food and, 
yumminess that I love that you have created something magical out of it. Um, and I think what I want to touch on is a lot of what people have been attracted to about the brand that you've created is the mission behind it. And you are really a mission-driven company at the end of the day. Can you talk about what you're doing from a mission standpoint to kind of rewrite the current narrative about the Middle East? Yeah, absolutely. So just having my background being Middle Eastern, you know, I moved to LA on my own when I was 19 and earlier in Canada when I was 11 or 12. And you just realize that stories are being told that are so different from what I grew up with. Um, I grew up with experiences that were you know beautiful I actually lived in Damascus in the, you know in the Middle East and I was born and raised there and so there's just a completely you know um opposite uh narrative that I was hearing when I was here and just what you see in the news and the headlines it doesn't really go into depth about what the Middle East offers and the wisdom and the civilization that that, that emerged from that uh, part of the world um such a rich culture and so with magic dates my one of my primary like visions and, and missions was to use this brand to really reclaim the narrative of the Middle East um, at large. And, you know, one way we're doing that, I think it's important for us um, to have partnered with Kerem Foundation, which I may have mentioned to you before. It's a nonprofit that actually, you know, helps refugees on their on their journey to 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 freedom and safety. And and they help youth and just people at large after the civil war in in Syria that took place, you know. 10 years ago and ongoing. Um, and so that was a big part of what was important to me as well as to sort of be connected to this um, nonprofit that is so connected to my upbringing and like where I'm from and to support people and the land that I came from. I love that so much. I, I think um, with so many consumer brands these days and with our grocery store shelves, you know, packed with different options, it's so important to have a mission behind the brand. I think a lot of consumers start to feel more connected to a brand or are more likely to repurchase when there is good being done on the other side of their dollar. And I think that you are a true testament to that um, at the end of the day and what really makes you stand out. Um, I can't help but bring up what a most recent uh, event occurred for you and the company. You were on Shark Tank. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about what that experience was like and how you prepared for it? Yeah, for sure. Um, so it was really cool because Shark Tank was really the first time that we were able to share the story in such a um, deep way in the narrative that I just you know just discussed with you about reclaiming the narrative of the Middle East um, through Magic Dates. We had rebranded last year sometime around August or September 2021. And that's when we actually taped for the show. So it was our first time sharing the new rebrand. And as you know, branding is very much connected to your values and the ethos and how you want to show up um, in the world. And so our old branding was just not doing that. And I always felt so out of alignment. Um, and I did it, I, you know, I kind of knew why, you know, intuitively, you always know why there's like wisdom in our bodies. Um, but it wasn't until I finally allowed myself to connect to that origin story and then create this physical manifestation with the with the new branding that I felt truly aligned now with like my vision and what I set out to do with magic dates um so to be able to share it on national tv and with the sharks and you know to get some criticism back also that I, that I wasn't expecting um but regardless it was you know the 
customers and the viewers feedback at the end that's most important and it's been overall very positive and we got a lot of good positive attention um on the product and the mission after that show yay i won't ruin it for our listeners but um if you haven't checked out diana's episode on shark tank go do so um now because it's it's great um I want to touch on a little bit about you as an entrepreneur and a founder of a company. Can you tell us one of the biggest regrets that you have um, starting the company? Oh, you're going deep, Rachel. (laughs) Um, Regrets. That's interesting. So is it more like lesson learned or is it something I wish I didn't do? Yeah, it can be like a lesson that you've learned or something that you wish you did um, or wish you didn't do. Yeah, I think to, to my earlier point is just from the from the get go, I think I wish I'd connected more to our origin story uh, sooner. Um, it took me a while and that was a personal journey more so than anything else um, to really allow myself to feel free and comfortable sharing my, my background and then um, projecting that and manifesting that into magic dates. So I, I think it ultimately is such a powerful thing. And, and that's what allowed us to really differentiate and stand out. And people are so much more curious and interested in this, in the story. And, and it's a real story, you know, to your point about customers wanting and seeking mission-driven brands, it was such a natural thing for us. I mean, it was just so natural. We didn't have to look very far or think very much um, about it. And so I wish I'd done that sooner. And I also wish I had more of an omni-channel approach to our you know, go-to-market strategy. I was very much focused on uh, brick and mortar retail um, and not really investing as many resources in D2C and you know, the online space. And I wish I'd done that sooner and, and, and really um, given that the, the time and resources that it deserved because that's really where it's at. It's just people are blowing up, companies are blowing up online and, and showing the proof of concept and then taking that to retailers as sort of a proof of concept. And I think we would have uh, had an easier path had we done that as well. I love that. It's great to reflect on where you've been and where you're going. What um, What is the strategy now with Magic Dates? So you sell online, you're in some retailers, but can you t- walk us through a little bit of the overall strategy? Yeah, so we're going to keep our online push. That's something that we've been focusing more on recently. Um, but also, since we're an LA-based brand, you know, we are in the 40 Whole Foods locations here in Southern California. So we want to continue um, expanding into the West Coast. So that's a big plan for us this year. And, you know, hopefully one day a big box store as well. So stay tuned uh, for that one. And what is a lesson that you'd give to another person looking to start a brand on their own, whether it be food, Bev, you know, some sort of something in the consumer space, but what's a lesson that you feel like is meaningful that you would pass along? You know, I think it's so important to create something that people actually want and, and not create something that's in a vacuum. And so it, it is more challenging early on when you don't have your own customers. Um, However, I still implore people to do their primary research upfront. So even if you don't have your own customers, really go out and see what competing brands are out there and interview their customers and talk to them because you will gain such gold and like information that you can't get anywhere else through secondary information. It's, it's, you get such a pulse on what people are actually wanting and desiring and then craft things from there, but still, of course, be sincere and genuine to your own um, like mission and ideas. 
but it has to be in collaboration with, with the customer. That's wonderful. Uh, I think there's so much to take away from there. So, you know, Magic Dates as it stands today, you you took us through the current product pipeline and you have your bites, both non-chocolate covered and chocolate covered. What's the future for the company? Are you going to create things solely with dates? Um, will Magic Dates always be some sort of dessert company? C can you tell us kind of what the future looks like? Yeah, I think, you know, really um, digging deep into the value and the essence of the date fruit, you know, we're called magic dates. And so I think expanding that product line is in the cards for us. Uh, we do actually have a new product dropping on July 26th, which happens to be my birthday, but also doesn't happen to be we planned it that way. Mm. Um, so it's going to be this really, you know, fun launch. It's a it's a little bit different, but definitely related to what we're doing right now, but just a different experience. So you know, again, I'm always thinking about our mission when we're developing anything new, whether it's campaigns or collaborations. And this is our first new product that we will be launching that's outside of our um, core offerings. And so it's exciting. I think it's something that customers want just based on what we've heard. And it'll really speak to our value of um, creating an experience for customers and allowing them to like learn more about the origins of the Middle East and about Middle Eastern creators. Um, so stay tuned in the next few weeks. That's, that's super exciting. Um, and I think there's also a bigger opportunity in the general Mediterranean snack space or, you know, Middle Eastern snack space and, and, and regional specialties. So I think that's also for the card in the cards for us long-term. Yay. I'm so excited and happy early birthday. That's very exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I want to hit, um, the section of the podcast that we like to call rapid fire. So I'm going to throw some questions your way. And you're okay. going to hit me with, um, you know, the first thing that comes to mind. <gasps> okay. I'm excited. Your favorite way to eat magic dates. Um, a quick note on this one. I think it's really interesting that people probably, you know, pick up a bag of magic dates and they think, okay, the only way to eat this is out of the bag. But in fact, one of the best sections of your website is the recipe section. And there's so many other ways that you can use the magic dates as a crust or in a bar or something cool. Um, so I, I personally love that. And I think it's so innovative. So I'm wondering what's your favorite recipe or way to eat or use your magic dates? Oh, I love that. We made these like banana cream pie cups, um, a few weeks ago. And I love that because I love banana cream pie. I just don't necessarily want all the dairy and all the extra stuff. So we just used magic dates as the base. And then we whipped up some coconut cream and you know, with bananas and it was just divine with no refined ingredients. Oh, yummy. That sounds really good. I'll have to try that. Um, what is something crazy that's currently in your pantry or fridge uh, that someone might not necessarily know about? Ooh, um, oh my God, I have so many things in, in there. So I love rose water. Um, rose water, it actually makes me drink more water. So I buy this rose water from the Middle Eastern store and it's basically just like rose essence and I add it to my regular water. And it just makes it like so floral and delicious. And I just end up drinking so much more water. Um, so that's something that's probably not in many people's pantries. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds good. I've, I don't think I've ever had rose water. It's um, yummy. I got to maybe send you some in the next package. <laughs> yummy. Um, favorite go-to spot in LA? Uh, for what? Lunch, dinner? And anything. Could be a shopping spot. Could be a restaurant. Just your go-to spot. I love, this is just, you know, top of mind, sweet green. I'm always thinking about food. So that's my go-to spot. 
just really good healthy salad um that that just has so much flavor so sweet green is just something i i tend to um go to when i'm when i'm wanting something nourishing you know after a long day or just in the middle of my day i love it and what's something that um people wouldn't necessarily know about you but that you would like to share um let's see i didn't learn to ride a bike until like a few years ago wow and and so i was on four wheels or like no wheels because i wouldn't even really try but i i gave up like as a kid I, I just got frustrated and i just wouldn't learn how to ride a bike when my brothers were learning and so when i was 28 my husband's like this is embarrassing you have to learn how to ride a bike <laughs> and so he taught me and so every time i get on a bike now it's like the first time it takes me like a good half an hour <laughs> to get over that initial fear and then it's so much fun but there's always a learning curve every time i get on it that's great uh, <laughs> maybe stick to the peloton or a stationary bike <laughs> i know but it's just so fun to be outside also on the boardwalk and get fresh air right it's like more for the leisurely aspect of it than the exercise totally totally i appreciate yeah. that i appreciate that <laughs> to ask all of our guests what it means to them to subscribe to wellness so what are some things that you do on a daily weekly monthly basis that makes you be a better version of yourself and be able to show up for magic dates as a company you know i mean wellness is just such a broad and abstract you know notion and i truly believe it has to be a holistic approach and and i think from like a mental emotional spiritual space that's that's really so important because then the, the more physical aspect of it you know but eating healthy and working out just naturally falls into place when all these other aspects um are aligned and so for me really over the last few years um it's been about paying attention to my mental space you know some things happened in my in my personal life that really coerced me and pressured me into having to pay attention to my mental health sometimes we ignore things and then they just they keep showing up and it wasn't until i really gave myself the grace and gave myself the time and the, and the true self-care um from you know in that respect um that i was able to really have everything else in my life align and and i'll say that the rebrand for magic dates and getting on shark tank and everything that came afterwards was actually a manifestation of me taking care of myself on a psychological and mental level um so i just think that's so important it's so true. It's often overlooked. And I think um, the more and more that we lean into mental health and make it a priority, the better off, you know, we'll be as a society in, in, in every aspect of our life. Um, we talk about it all the time. And I love that you touched on that. Um, where can our listeners find Magic Dates, learn more about Magic Dates, learn more about you, tell us all the things. Yeah, we're everywhere online. So our website, magicdatesbites.com, and we ship nationwide. And we're also on the socials, Magic Dates Bites, and we post all kinds of fun and cool um, content there. And if you're in California, then you can just find us at Whole Foods and Air One. Yummy. Yay. Diana, <laughs> thank you so, so much. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. So good chatting with you. Thank you again for having me, Rachel. Bye. Bye. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. Feel free to rate, review, and share the podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Wellness. If you'd like to sponsor us, please see the supporter link in our podcast bio. We hope everyone has a great rest of week filled with wellness, and we'll see you next time.